The future is unknown, but you can be right where you are and you can decide in this moment that I can create change for myself. Hi, welcome back to the Live Young podcast. It is an honor to be here. Live young to me means learn yourself to love yourself because I believe we have to go into our past to understand our present and to create our future. Well, recently I shared on Instagram that I am a sexual assault survivor and that I had no conscious memory of um, of my history until three years ago. And so I wanted to share today a little bit about my story and the idea that we are not our stories but we have to actively understand them so that we can rewrite them. Because what happens is we are programmed, our subconscious is running the show. What does that mean? It means that um, our habits, our beliefs, our traumas um, are oftentimes like the programming that is running, the operating system that is running the entire situation. So for example, because I didn't know my sexual trauma, I didn't have any conscious memory. I was just recreating sort of that self-hate, self-shame cycle without knowing why. So Gabor Mate says trauma is what happens, not what happens to you, but what happens inside of you as a result. As a result of um, being victimized so many times and with no conscious memory, i.e. no one to blame, I blame myself. So I lived in victim mentality and also in this shame spiral, in this self-hate spiral, in hating my body, hating my everything, just feeling so inadequate, so unworthy, so unlovable. So now speaking to loving yourself, well, the the reason I can speak to self-love is because I lived my entire life in self-hate. Let me rewind. So three years ago, I was closing my boxing and yoga studios, Box and Flow in New York City, because COVID shut down the world. And I had opened my second studio three weeks before shutdown. Um, So this dream space I was opening into was all of a sudden no longer the dream. And I was dating a man at the time because that's how I found self-worth through dating external validation, be it a business or a boyfriend. And Um, he had been involved in psychedelic assisted therapy. If you don't know about that, uh, please just Google it and I'll give high level what it is. And then in another episode, I will break down the methods that I used. Psychedelic assisted therapy is using plants and other molecules to access the subconscious mind, to understand the root of, um, that which we operate. What it did for me was sort of like softened my armor so that I could remember and pull up these subconscious traumas I had completely repressed. The brain doesn't hold on to what we can't handle. That's why I had blacked out these memories until I was ready to face them. So I was dating this guy and mind you, I was teaching others to face their fight, to find their flow at Box and Flow. Nine rounds at heavy bag into a 15 minute vinyasa, death and rebirth, the doors of the studios said everything you need is inside. I had no idea what is what was inside me. And the reality is God was speaking those messages through me as a reminder to me to face my own fight, to find my flow. So studios were closed. Life was closed. I was finally given the opportunity to slow down and realize that like everything in my life was stuck. My body wasn't working properly. I'd blown out my adrenals. I was drinking from a fire hose. I was exhausted physically, mentally, spiritually. Because being busy was how I distracted from feeling empty. And 
into the distraction. Okay, well, business was closed. So then I'll just date someone. I'll just get married, whatever. The first time we were intimate, this guy and I, uh, he said, did something happen to you? Now, that was a loaded question in itself because I wasn't ready to be intimate with him. I sort of told him that. And similarly, I didn't have enough of a voice or a boundary to really own it. I thought that like I had to have sex with him, that you know, if I didn't, he would think it was weird or that I, you know, that I didn't like him or whatever. <clears throat> so when he asked, did something happen to you? I uh, oof, still got a chill. I got defensive. What do you mean? Did something happen to me? I just wasn't ready. I told you I wasn't ready. Like why, you know, women feel so much pressure. When I finally like slowed down to like sit with that question, I kind of was like, something happened to me. So I didn't know how to like access it. Like how, I don't know. Did something, maybe something happened to me. And so like it was divine timing and alignment that I was getting a colonic. My body felt stuck. My whole body felt stuck. And as I'm on the clinic table, the woman said, you know, I sort of do this thing. It's, it's like crystallized toad medicine. You smoke it and it kind of just like, it's like a death. And what 5-MeO-DMT is, it's the molecule your brain secretes before you die. It's also what they find in ayahuasca. It is, or gives access to some sort of ego death. Mind you, I'd never done a drug before besides smoking weed, some weed in college. And all of a sudden I'm in Janice Joplin's old apartment in the Chelsea Hotel smoking toad medicine. And in the 20 minute experience, I like grieved. I sat with my, you know, dead grandmother faces and places. All of these things were like coming out and I had no idea what anything meant. I'm going to preface this by saying, please do not go smoke toad medicine if you're feeling stuck in your life. These things are really, really strong um, and they require a lot of intentional set and setting. I jumped. It was too much for me, not in the way that I couldn't handle it, but like nothing made sense. So five days later, I was like determined to figure this out. I sat in another ceremony and in that I pulled up a memory of um, being raped when I was 17 by a friend's father who left me for dead in the shower. I had had this recurring memory of waking up naked in a shower, but I had no idea how I got there. And in this experience with other molecules, plant medicine, MDMA and psilocybin, um, it just fed me the truth. So from there, September 12th, 2020, I was shocked. What do you do when you remember that you were raped 17 years prior? Um, you deny it, grieve. I had nothing else to do except like, beg for God to hold me. Please, God, please help me. Please help me. The next morning I was going to box. The only way, thing I needed to do was to get back in my body because I was so frozen. So I'm walking up Spring Street past Balthazar and praying to God through my tears. Please, God, please, please help me. And um, the shaman from the night prior tapped me on the shoulder. He was having breakfast at Jack's Way Frida right next to my studio. And I just fell into his arms and cried. And I don't want to glaze over the story because it deserves space. And it's also really not about the story, but I'll tell you that for the next two years, I would do deep medicine work and use other modalities to unlock my subconscious and relive the inception, which was around five or six being raped for the first time and violently attacked at 13, um, gang raped in college, raped uh, by a cab driver, um, I say this and none of it is easy. So I don't want to make light of any of these situations, but it was a series of one event, five events, 10 events, because 
might be wondering, how is that possible? Well, when you dissociate from your body at such a young age, it's not uncommon that these events follow you in a way. I never lived inside my body. For the majority of my life, I felt dead inside. I didn't know why. So instead of, you know, figuring it out, I blame myself. I developed a really violent eating disorder at 13 after a really violent rape to escape my body. So I blame myself, even like working out so hard. I was beating myself up in so many ways. And so in this journey of coming home to myself, of understanding, uprooting all of these memories, imagine being 33 and all of a sudden watching your life as a movie in reverse. And it's the most horrifying, violent movie you've ever seen. And realizing like that girl is me. It was the most painful horrors I could ever have relived. I had to grieve the versions of myself, hold the little girl in me, and then sit with the adult version of myself and find sympathy and sadness and also just strength, like alchemize this pain into my power and then reclaim my pleasure through my body to like rise as a warrior, the warrior that I am. But I couldn't do that unless I went into my past to understand my present, to understand why I always lived in such darkness, and then to bring myself back to life and reclaim my pleasure through through my body. And it's a really long winding journey, but I'm here to tell you that it's possible. So no matter what you're experiencing or experienced hardship or otherwise, if I can overcome, bring myself back to life, so can you. We so often get stuck in these stories and it sucks to feel stuck. It sucks to not have been given the love that you needed when you were younger. It sucks to feel unworthy, unseen. But what sucks even more is to not know why and continue recreating the patterns as your reality. So you have to be willing to face where the lack is so that you can fill yourself up. You have to be willing to face why you keep going to the same sort of relationship. So that you can break the habits, break the patterns, and learn to love yourself, not in spite of, but because of what you've overcome. You have to understand what's blocking you so that you can get unblocked. There's so much talk about self-love. Well, the only way to love yourself is to acknowledge why you don't. It's not as simple as saying in the mirror, like, I'm worthy, I'm lovable, I'm beautiful. Yes, you are all of those things, so am I. But you got to understand why you have to say that to you. We have to undo the knot. And sometimes the knots are really deep and require all different tools to unlock the body. So I've used, you know, IFS therapy, psychedelic assisted medicine, um, vibration to get deep into my womb and into the spaces in my bodies that felt blocked through somatic therapy, breath work, body work, hold plunge, anything to change our state. Um, gut health, like colonics, enemas to like unlock my gut, um, meditation to clear my mind, journaling to open my heart, prayer to connect to a higher power, um, movement, sweat, an incredible release. We have to clean and clear the energy so that we're working from a place of integration. Because if you just show up in the mirror and say like, I love you, you're beautiful. Like that's just the surface. Gotta go down deep layers, layers. So came through this whole journey so that I could simply tell you that no matter where you've been, I've either been there or somewhere way worse and doesn't make me stronger. It just makes me more capable to hold space for you and to acknowledge that like you're not alone. 
at some point in my journey, you know, I've been boxing many, many years and started this fitness concept. I realized I was gloving up every day and my fight wasn't just for me. I was fighting for all of the people who didn't feel strong enough to fight for themselves. And then once I really found integration and strength through my body, I realized that this voice, this, this desire to speak words to this pain, I wasn't just speak for me. I was speaking for every single person who has been silenced by their own shame and their own fear. I hope you don't have a story like I do. I hope that you've never been sexually assaulted or victimized in any way. And one in every two women in the United States and one in every three men has been victim to some sort of sexual violence. Regardless, no matter why you feel unworthy, unlovable, unseen, and there's so many reasons for that. You were bullied on the playground. You um, experienced avoidant love in your household growing up. There was no physical love. Uh, you never felt safe. Um, you've been the victim to some sort of violence. Um, whatever, whatever your why is, I want you to know you're not alone. And I want you to know that as a multi-time sexual assault survivor, if I can overcome, so can you. There are so many ways to move yourself out of your way. The first one I would say is, Find your feet. Acknowledge that you are here and you can start where you are. A new beginning always, always begins with you. The past is past. The future is unknown. But you can be right where you are and you can decide in this moment that I can create change for myself. And then I can move myself out of my way. I can start. <sighs> a lot of big words, a lot of big stories. And I say it with the utmost like knowing that if I can, so can you. We are not our stories. And similarly, we are only served what we can handle. So if you feel like you're carrying something so painful, consider that you're stronger than the average bear, that you've been given this journey because you're strong enough, you have been to carry it, and you're soft enough to let it go, but no one can do it for you. And I'm here to tell you that you can do it. You are doing it. Um, and that the only permission you need is your own. So if I leave you with one thing, I'll leave you with this. You are the love that you seek. You have to learn yourself to love yourself. Everything you need is inside. Um, find me on Instagram at Live Young. Stay tuned for my group coaching community. Coaching is a loaded word. I would say it's more of like self-lovers, where you can connect to other people who have experienced what you've experienced. You can find inspiration, a place, a safe place to share, to be seen, um, and to remember that you're not alone. Marsu, thanks for listening. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, um, find me at livyoung.com. Send me a note.